0: captains to m-class email oh my god this is the episode we do after the other one holy free holies this is kind of like our uh talking dead (laughs) yeah it's the podcast within a podcast about a podcast that we already do called m-class podcast it's Circle jerky as hell, but I love it. It is. It's. It's. We are jerking ourselves off and getting meta and e- at the same and time. each other. Yeah, just constantly back and forth, switching hands forever, back and forth forever. Our first email. <laughs> oh, of course, M class email is the show where we read your emails and we give you uh, semi-satisfactory answers. Or not. Or not. Sometimes it's true. Like whatever. Our first email is from uh, Lieutenant Brendan Riley, certified art therapist of the USS Van Ooh. Gogh. I know an art therapist, uh, a woman who does that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. She has like a studio, and you go in and you do art therapy. People with like PTS and shit. It's, art is extremely relaxing if you don't put any pressure on yourself. Yeah, if you do, it's horrible. Yeah. Like if, if you're trying <laughs> it's like to anything paint, else. If you're trying yeah. to paint well, it will fucking ruin you. It'll like, fuck you up, yeah. Pressure-wise. But um, it is to Ensign Pennington and Ensign Henderson of the M-Class Satellite. That's us. I must say, I was thrilled to hear my email in your illustrious program, which is which was finally the nudge it took me to become a patron. Oh, Hello yeah. yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> we just did it. We ate we a new thing. That's going to be a new thing. <laughs> I've been doing that since we started. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. It's from the fucking Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Like every yeah, time something yeah. would go wrong, they would look at the camera and do yeah. that. It's stupid. Uh, I'm only on the one dollar level right now because I've left my current job and I'm I'm about to begin training for a new career in coding. Well, yes. We, Good luck. We are hoping for the best for you. Uh, one dollar a month from uh, like. Anybody makes a difference for us. Don't feel bad about that whatsoever. Mm. It's the $1 patrons that really make us who we are at the end of the day. That's right. Uh, anyway, I wanted to say that my ship has been orbiting Earth recently, and the quartermaster of Earth Space Dock owes me a few favors. I won't ooh. go into specifics. Oh, oh, I want to know. Ooh. And I would wanted to help alleviate the loss of, your, uh, of much of your ice cream stock. Oh, fuck yes. Finally, we're going to get some cookies and cream up in this, bitch. Yeah, our entire ice cream deck has been emptied out <laughs> forever. We never it's, got any more because we are in the middle of nowhere. It's just a sad, empty ice cream deck. However, because of the short notice and the outdated nature of the supply ship, we were unable to correct the issues with the refrigeration systems of the automated supply drone ship. With that in mind, rather than deliver melted ice cream, we instead opted to fill the hold with crates of replicated Wild Turkey 101 and Tito's (laughs) Vodka. (laughs) Tito's fucking vodka. (laughs) All right. I'm told that intoxicants serve as a serious morale boost. (laughs) Or the opposite. (laughs) Though the recently freed Hotine insists that we should include rum, as following his sojourn on Reza, he insists that margaritas were best for getting laid. (laughs) Rita's. It's Rita's time. Margaritas are best for getting laid. It's true. Yeah, if you're drinking a margarita at like a beach, your chances of getting laid are like 150%. Like... (laughs) I want to close out this transmission with a Pitch It or Ditch It. Yes! It's a TOS one. Okay. The Enterprise encounters a giant living creature in space. It resembles a manta ray except extra large in size. Uh-huh. This sounds very familiar. I, I kind of remember this. It's a TNG episode exactly like this. yeah. And possessing a faint amber-like glow, immediately the entire bridge crew is caught up in varying states of amazement and excitement. Even Spock admits to a degree of interest. Hmm. To a degree of interest, Kirk tasks Spock with devising a safe way to study it. But McCoy insists that the fact that it's a living being means special care must be taken to ensure the process is humane and non-invasive. Kirk yeah. nods, then smirks and agrees. Bones smiles, only for Kirk to declare he will be responsible for this. McCoy is annoyed at the idea of having to work with Spock, but the smiling Kirk says he looks forward to seeing what the two highly trained and professional Starfleet officers accomplish together. If one of them, if, if Kirk doesn't walk in and they're both not smooching hard, I'm I'm ditching this. <laughs> I like the idea of McCoy realizing that Spock's scientific interest is tempered by a fundamental respect for the sanctity of all life, that logic mm-hmm. and morality aren't mutually exclusive. That'd be a good lesson for McCoy to learn, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it would be. that would be really cool. I like that. I get the feeling, like, uh, Brendan, you're a great dude, and I'm sure you're exceptionally knowledgeable about Star Trek. I'm not calling you yeah. out. But I do get the feeling that uh, you've not seen the episode of TNG with the giant spaceman array. Maybe. Maybe we need to do a giant space mana ray collection. <laughs> it attaches itself to the Enterprise and starts siphoning energy off of it's it. It's the Babby one. Yeah. The, it's, the, it's the Babby. It turns out to be a Bab, and they return it to its big space mama, and it flies yeah. away. Yeah. Yep, yep. So I would love for a TOS yeah. episode to have a weird call forward to a TV call, yeah. call forward? Yeah, call forward is cool. So I'll is, it it. A, is it a Quetzalcoatl, though? <laughs> That's a good question. This will determine whether it's pitched or ditched. I will pitch it if it's a Quetzalcoatl, and I'll pitch it if it's not. Yeah, it's I'll great. pitch it either way, actually. It's yeah. a really fun story. Like I always yeah. thought that there should have been... I guess like maybe TOS was very much like the heart is more important than the mind, because it was sort of of its time. Right, right, right. right. And the heart is, is still exceptionally important, but... Um, Vulcans aren't like murder logic people. No. They're they're very much like they have a respect for the sanctity of life, like you said. Mm -hmm. That would have been a great episode. Thank you, Brendan, for the great pitch it or ditch it. Good email. Our uh, next email. Uh Oh, no. Okay, it did open. Our next email is from Spivzy. Spivzy? It It is entitled, Important Question. I bet it is. Dear Jeff and Josh, if the opportunity present itself, would you fuck Miss Pac-Man? Thanks. (laughs) Spivzy. I mean, you'd have to for the story. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not going to not fuck Miss Pac-Man. Here's the thing. As everybody knows, I'm married. But if I wasn't married... I yeah. would have to make certain that Pac-Man was okay with this. Like maybe he's into it, right? Their open relationship, yeah. yeah. Then I would fuck Miss Pac-Man. I don't care about Pac-Man. <laughs> dude, he will gobble you the fuck up. <laughs> Whatever, go ahead and try it, fucking asshole. Dude, he eats a pellet and you turn blue, you're fucking done for. <laughs> fuck, dude, you're right. <laughs> He'll trap you in that maze forever, too. I'm not trying to fuck with that. I'm gonna try to be the last one out of that little opening middle area. So, so he's just full on Clyde. stay as far away from him as possible. Clyde it up. I'm gliding it up. <laughs> uh, so that's a that's a two pitches on fucking Miss Pac-Man. Thank you for that email. Yeah, strategy. pitch a tent on Miss Pac-Man. Our next email <laughs> is from Aaron Damral. Okay. And it is entitled. I couldn't think of a clever email title. That's that's fine. What's that's, up, it gents? Works. Oh, we're gents now. We're wow. Gents. It's because we're fucking Miss Pac-Man now. Oh yeah, it makes we moved, you a moved up in the world. Wait, you're fucking Miss Pac-Man too? <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, I've got this crazy idea, Josh. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> and then fucking like a wolf mother song plays <laughs> cuz it's 2005 uh the height of threesomes. Um, <laughs> yeah i didn't watch this week's episode but i did finish my first watch through of voyager it was Woo! okay that's voyager but man, that's a pretty that's a pretty good uh review yeah but man did that last season suck ass and not even in like a cool sexy way <laughs> 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 yes. That season had some industrial strength bullshit in it. Yeah, Am it's I a right? little rushed. It's a little rushed. The uncomfortable out-of-left-field relationship between Chakotay and Seven. Yes. Q's sex-pest warmongering son. That's Seven? That's that late in the show? <laughs> uh, Yeah, Chakotay's actor was like, look, I gotta fucking make out with this lady, or else I'm leaving the show. <laughs> Which is not even a joke. That literally happens. <laughs> yeah, that's really, really unprofessional. Yeah. The space wacky races. Bellana right. becoming the messiah. Yep, she goes to Grethor. Balana trying to justify eugenics. Okay, the infamous renaissance man. And all that oh. fucking stupid shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of bad ones, man. Yeah. The space race is kind of fun. That one's all right. I don't remember that one very much. They they do that race that with the like, Delta like, flyer. When I tried to do my rewatch of Voyager, not just watching it through on TV when I was young, yeah, I got to season four halfway That's through, and I was like, good. I can't do this anymore. That's pretty good, you dude. The first two seasons are horrible. Well, we had just gone through TNG then Deep Space Nine, and then started Voyager. That is not the correct order to do that. That's like eating vanilla ice cream and then chocolate ice cream and then eating dog shit. Yeah, pretty much. And you're like, mm, the vanilla and chocolate are way better. Let's it, just eat more of that. The way to watch Star Trek is you watch whatever series you want. You take an extremely long break and yes. then you watch Voyager. You don't watch another yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you're like, Oh man, I missed all this Star Trek stuff. Right, right. You gotta trick your brain into liking <laughs> it. Uh the only thing I have positive to say about that season is that they gave Neelix a pretty good send off. As the Discord's number one Neelix stan, I wholeheartedly and unironically approve. Yeah, in the game you you go to that like station, right? Like they have like a station where they're like I don't know in the episode if they do, but all the Neelixes, <laughs> the, the what are their names? What's his uh, I don't race? Care. I forget the Neelixes. They have like a space station where they're like, kind of like rebuilding their society, and you got to find a planet for them. It's a kind of a fun mission. Neelix sucks. Neelix does suck. Uh, <laughs> I, also, every other Neelix sucks. Who you meets uh, who you meet in the show is well. they're all pretty annoying. Yeah, I'm not. That's a pretty unfair thing to say, I guess, and like not cool. But like, they're not the. the it's cuz Neelix. It's cuz Neelix is the only yeah, one you see. They're basing the whole people on Neelix. On oh, Neelix. Star Trek yeah. It's like all Vulcans are Spock. That's one thing good thing about Star Wars is like all uh uh Greedos are not Greedo, right? Yeah, like well, They all with, not My problem with that is like most Star Trek Star Wars aliens are completely interchangeable with each other. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, it's a problem either way. Let's put it that way. But it is is much more difficult to write an alien race who are all different from each other. The same way humans are. Yeah. Rodians. They're called Rodians. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of unpopular opinions, what are some unpopular opinions that you guys have? What's something that you hate or love that everyone else seems to love or hate? I have a lot of unpopular opinions. Apparently, not liking Neelix is a fairly unpopular opinion in the Discord, at least. I went in there and was they like, Neelix love... sucks, and they all thumbs downed me. They love Neelix? They, they right. like him, at least. They're, they need to get out. They need to go... They need to, uh, It's the only time I'll ever say this, because I love our patrons and I love our Discord, but guys need to resurface every now and then. <laughs> Take a the deep real breath. world where we yeah. hate Neelix. <laughs> Come back to the reality. Um, I don't know. I love uh, talking about Neelix around Bam. Does he love Neelix? My Bam, who does the art for pretend friends, at yeah. BamZaram on Twitter. Yeah. I, whenever we talk about Neelix, we're both like, ugh, fucking Neelix. Yeah, ugh. Yeah, ne- like, yeah. He hates Neelix even more than I do, if that's possible. Yeah. Neelix super is fun. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Like I, I always shit on Rogue One. I, I watched it again recently, and I didn't hate it as much. Um, yeah, I don't like, but Rogue that's One. that's because I'm trapped in my house forever now. Yeah. So like, I have to find joy in things. <laughs> I like Solo, which apparently a lot of people don't. Yeah, I like Solo also. Um, I don't know. Uh, I like Last Jedi. Uh, that's an unpopular opinion i guess i guess if we're going to talk about unpopular opinions i think in star wars i think we need to talk about your unpopular opinions about the prequels yeah i, I find them to be less terrible than people think cuz i think i've always said that they the main character is star wars and the prequels and as much as they're not good like movies like empire is good it's kind of it's hard to compare anything to those movies I, I think it's i don't true. think I don't think the new trilogy is anywhere near as well thought out as the prequels. Like, the prequels there was a, a, a plan. There was least. a plot. Yeah, there was an overall plot. Um, it wasn't a great plan, but they had it right. It was there. That's that's what I'll say about that. I think it, the prequels did more for Star Wars than people will care to admit. Without the prequels, we don't get the Clone Wars, which is maybe the best Star Wars thing ever invented, in my opinion. You don't get Mandalorian. That might be an unpopular opinion. I don't know. People love that show, but I don't know if they would agree. I think it's easily one of the best things to ever come out of Star Wars. That and the and Kotor are oh, yeah. incredible. Absolutely. <laughs> like, um, I guess like it's not an unpopular opinion sometimes, and sometimes it is. Yeah. But I've always really loved Superman. And, yeah. like, the thing is, people who love, there's, like, three categories of people. People who love Superman, people uh-huh. who are fine with Superman, and people who virulently hate Ate Superman him. for seemingly no reason. I'm fine with him. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I think it's silly to hate Superman. Like, it's weird to me. I don't yeah, get it. I don't get it like. And the thing is, like, if people are fine with Superman, even people who are really, like, into Superman don't, like, force their shit on other people. I don't hear a whole lot of, like... Superman like fanboyism. No, like I don't like that's not a I, thing. I, but like every time I bring up Superman even like passingly, there's always one person who has to continuously bark at me about how shitty Superman is and I feel they like him. I feel like it's a similar thing with the prequels. I think people kind of latch on to the meme of their bad. That's probably and I think true. people latch on to the meme of like of Superman being these one note ponies. It's like I, and it's like, like they're just regurgitating things that they've heard. Right? I find Superman to be like a much more like hero for now than like Batman is. Like I like Batman, yeah, but like he's he's Christ-like. is like like actually Superman is Moses like. Yes, that's like well, yes. like everybody sort of assumes that Superman is like sort of Christ like because well you in, can in a compare sort of those to society things, yeah. Superman like being a good guy is like Jesus. You're a Jesus. Right. Right, but um, I mean, like Moses was like sent away from his family when they were about right. to be killed, and was raised by new people, and found out he was Jewish later in life, and yeah, Superman's Jewish. Who knew? Well, he. Well, I mean, if you look at his two creators, uh, oh yeah, Siegel yeah. and Joe yeah. Shuster, or Jerry Siegelovich and yeah. Joe Shustrovich, Yeah, they are both Jewish, yep. and Superman is a an allegory for Moses, and always has been. Yep. And uh, he's also, like, the world's first sort of socialist superhero back in the right. day as well. Like, he was bringing down corrupt officials and banks and shit all the time. And they've sort of brought that back to him recently, which I appreciate. Like, I finished reading Superman Smashes the Clan. Yeah, I saw that. Which is fucking amazing. That's awesome. And um, I highly recommend Superman Smashes the Clan It's three issues, and it's completely self-contained. That's cool. Um Batman is a rich white guy who takes right. all of his money and uses it to beat up insane people. Yeah, Batman's more like uh He's a hero Batman's, He's a hero of the time he was created. Right, right. Like the people like the robber baron era. Right. Right. A rich eighties. I always think of like the, the Batman of Now as being like a rich eighties Wall Street guy who's sorta of, Patrick Bateman-esque in a way. Like, he's kind of like... <laughs> I, I like Batman. I think Batman yeah. has, is for sure like a... Batman isn't that deep of a character to me. Like, the it, right. the enjoyment of Batman comes from everyone who's around him. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. People always want to tell me how much they hate Superman when they find out I like him. Well, it doesn't happen with much else, honestly. It's only Superman. Yeah. Um... Other stuff I talk about liking, nobody jumps out to tell me they hate, for the most part. It's weird. uh, Some people are joking, like how I I mess with Aaron about hating Neelix. Right, right. uh, It's fine that he likes Neelix, I don't really mind. Yeah, like, no, nobody, I'm not really thinking about Neelix, to be honest with you. I don't (laughs) really, I don't care. Most of the the time I don't think about Neelix. Yeah, I don't really care. If somebody's just messing with me when they talk about not liking Superman, that's whatever. Right, but um, I, I think that's my biggest unpopular thing. Maybe, Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough um, question. Yeah, I don't really. It's hard to know, right? It's hard to know like what a lot of people think about your opinions. It's I don't know. True. <laughs> I, I feel like there's a there's a weird sort of backlash against uh, Dark Souls type games. Okay. Yeah, because they're hard. Because they're hard, and like, there's a whole subset of people who are like, "Fucking get good, noob." And, yeah, that whole get learn to play. Me. I hate that shit. Like, I I like those games because it's really fun to explore and right. And there's tons of secrets and like secret paths and shit. I love that shit. And I like those games because the controls feel really good, and there's a ton of customization and stuff, and that's fun. Yeah. Uh, the fact that it's hard means nothing to me. <laughs> yeah. So I guess games, that's an unpopular opinion. Well, we also grew up with Nintendo games that were literally impossible to beat. Yeah. Right. I mean, like if you beat Contra without the code, you're a fucking god amongst Silver humanity. Surfer. Silver, Silver Surfer, Surfer is, is literally impossible. Impossible. It's impossible. Even like Zelda Two is like hard as fuck. Yeah. Like <laughs> and it's, it's it's impossible. Like I couldn't imagine like a triple A mainstream game for a franchise coming out today being and that being hard. hard. Yeah. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, the new Zelda comes out. And And it's hard. It's hard as shit. It's like nobody can beat it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that would do well either. No, it would be. It would be. You could get away with it in the 90s and the 80s because there wasn't the internet. But now people would be like, uh, zero out of ten. Yeah. I'm not trying to fucking bash my head against this nine million HP Korok (laughs) at the beginning of the fucking (laughs) game. Yeah. I just remember, since we're tangenting a bunch, I guess. Uh huh. I just remember the first time I played Demon Souls, which is the first game in that series. Yeah. A lot of people haven't played it because it was PS3 exclusive, stupidly. Hmm. But uh, at the beginning of the game, you're like, "Oh man, I'm this cool ass knight or whatever, whatever type of character you made," and I'm like going to this ancient land that's cursed, and I'm gonna fucking save it, and I'm a badass, right? Yeah. And you walk into this room. And you're just fighting all these little guys, and they're like, oh, "I fucking two hits, I kill you, I'm great, right, I'm super right. powerful. I'm, I'm the best. And then you walk into this room, and this giant, fat fucking demon with an axe walks out, and he just one-shots you. Yep, just wrecks your shit. <laughs> and you, you're you supposed to die to him, because you wake yeah. up in the Nexus, and then you can go to all the levels. Right. But you can actually beat him if, if you're, like, super fucking good. How, what happens then though? You walk into the next room and the dragon god from the beginning of the game punches you and you die. <laughs> you just get <laughs> punched by a dragon? You get an I don't item, really get pun- though. Oh, that's cool. You get like an item you, you can't get until later in the game. That's sweet, dude but like I love that uh, I remember the first time I started fighting it I was like what do I do what do I do what do I do what do I do yeah you freak out yeah and he killed me and I was like oh my God how am I gonna beat that guy yeah and I woke mm. up in the Nexus zone and I was like oh I was supposed to okay that's yeah I, that's always so scary <laughs> when you're like oh okay I was supposed to die right there's a part that happens halfway through Dark Souls for, with like that where you go into this room and there's like a giant, Dragon in the room, yeah. And it shoots this like crystal weapon thing across the ground at you, and <laughs> it kills you. And you wake up in a jail cell, <laughs> and like so, so many people didn't know that it kills you that they tried to fight it. And yeah, I don't know if you can beat that one though. I think you can, but I don't know. Some things just they don't let you do it, right? Yeah, like um. The Souls games are pretty good about like you can beat stuff that's supposed to kill you. If you just right. like like in if Bloodborne there's a werewolf at the beginning that's supposed to kill you. Yeah. But if you keep doing like a backstab attack and shoving your bare fist up its ass and ripping it out <laughs> over and over. Yeah, that's how you kill a werewolf. Eventually it'll die and you can just go out into the game with no weapon and not like nothing. It's <laughs> just fucking it there. Oh my god. Yeah. And like you can get you don't ever have to go to the Nexus technically if you're just like the greatest player that ever lived. You can survive. That's crazy. And people play those games at level one and never level up. That's amazing. Oh, I love that shit. I've never even tried. <laughs> <laughs> In Elder Scrolls Online, people do like a uh, no gear runs of raids. Oh, Jesus, and they can only put on the shit that they get like, during the raid, you know? It's, it's fucking super hard. People, like, do those challenges and shit, like... And some people take it to this crazy level. Like, there's yeah. this dude who, um... He beats Mario levels in games... Yeah. ...without jumping. Which is insane! He does this thing where, like, at the beginning of the game, you jump once and you half-hold down the jump button... And then Uh for the rest of the game, you can, like, go up walls and shit to get places. Because you're, like, half-jumping all the time. What a fucking strange thing. Like, it's in Mario 64. It's, like, not supposed to work that way, but it does. It's so weird. I love shit like that, though. And this, this dude also figured out that if you jump on one of those little beetles in the cave... Yeah. ...in the exact right way, it will hyper speed your character up to where what? you can go so fast that you can go from one point in the game to the other instantaneously. <laughs> so, like, people have beaten Mario 64 in, like, three or four minutes using this. <laughs> oh, my God. I love shit like that, man. I, it's so fascinating how people, like, figure this shit out. It I is. love its not it? Isn't it? Like, people cool. are ma- always making fun of that dude for being like a lame nerd or whatever, but I was like, I think that's fucking cool as hell. Man, we're all lame nerds, dude. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> we, I guess we answered your question. He says, "Sure." Catch y'all on the flip a dip, Captain M- Aaron Damral aboard the USS Shenandoah B. Oh, the B. What happened to the A? I'm guessing it got fucked. Did it get blown up? I hope not. And there's a little asterisk at the bottom that says that's the M-Class Podcast Discord, which you could be a part of for just a single US dollar on their Patreon. One dollary do Only (laughs) one ding-dang dollar. (laughs) Do it, please. We need it. Patreon.com slash M-Class Podcast. Since I'll get, here's a real moment with Jeff being real. Uh yeah. Since COVID nineteen started, we've lost uh, like probably ten percent of our yeah. patrons, which is which completely understandable. Yeah, and isn't that bad at all either? It's completely understandable because like shit's rough. But yeah. if you feel like you should, you want to support the show, you should. Um, I think uh, there's probably a lot better things to support with your money right now. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Depending on sure. when this comes out, I I don't know whether the Black Lives Matter protest is still going to be going on. I hope I that don't, change has been made. I by don't that point. think we're going to see the end of it. Ho- hopefully, and I'm I want to say I'm hopeful that we don't see the end yeah, of it absolutely. ever. I, I <laughs> to be want, honest with you, I want changes to be enacted so that like yeah yes so we don't have to do right 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 i I want the protests to still be happening but i don't want police to be rioting on people at the same time exactly exactly that's what i I want to clarify that's what i meant what jeff said (laughs) you said it much better than i did yeah i just i i want protests to still be going on i want change to still be enacted being enacted I'm I'm super psyched that today uh we found out that a bunch of southern states are finally taking down their Confederate monuments. I'm oh, man, I was, about that. I was jacked that they took down the Rizzo statue in what Philly, fuck man. Rizzo piece of shit. Piece of fucking shit, right? Like, yeah. Why would you I make mean, a statue of that fucking piece of shit? I don't understand. I don't know. Who who was it, badaphobe who tweeted that like only dogs should have statues? Oh no! It was uh, Chip Chantry. Yeah, Chip Chantry tweeted, "Only dogs should have statues," and I was like, "Fucking, he's right." And he's like, "And he's like, or oh, maybe werewolves." <laughs> um, our next uh, email is from Jakub, and it is entitled "A Timeline Splitting Peoty Featuring Kevin." Oh my god! Pitch oh, it. Kevin's here. Pitch it. Pitch a tent. <laughs> Uh, on Satellite M, a transporter accident involving a visiting ambassador creates a new life form. After the crew reports the situation to Starfleet, Admiral Janeway orders the remaining officers to take the abomination out behind the dune buggy shed. What? Jesus Christ, Janeway hates tuvixes. Jeez. Timeline A. A Kevin-Neelix hybrid steps out of the transporter. They call themselves Kevix. They make cooking-themed video games that become very popular in the whole galaxy. (laughs) 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 This sounds like just regular Kevin. Uh, I'll pitch that, Kevix. Yeah, I think the Neelix is redundant, though. And that's a compliment, because Kevin loves cooking. He loves food and, like, watching food being made. Kevin created Night Egg, and then fucking Chrissy Teigen stole it. (laughs) Chrissy fucking Teigen stole Night Egg from Kevin Cole. Hashtag, Hashtag Kevin Cole's night egg. <laughs> Kevin Cole's night egg. Hashtag. I know who invented night egg. Timeline B: A Jeff Neelix hybrid steps out of the transporter. They call oh, themselves Jeffix. They okay. tinker with Jeff's gadgets to create a food dereplicator. replicator <laughs> So just a replicator? Oh, it's just a gun. It's a food gun. It's a, it's a phaser. The d-replicator. Um, I'm gonna ditch that, because I don't want to be a half Neelix. Yeah, I don't want that either. Ditch that one. Uh, timeline C, a Josh-Neelix hybrid steps out of the transporter. They call themselves Josh-X. Uh-huh. Josh's scientific research about every possible dick configuration is done because Neelix fucks. A lot. <laughs> is that true? I hope that's not canon. <laughs> I hope that's not true. Yeah. Neelix, uh... Has three year old girlfriends a lot. <laughs> oh man, holy shit! I'm gonna ditch that because I don't want my friend Josh to. Be yeah, I don't want to be a Neelix. <laughs> I'm, I'm already be- weird enough. I, I don't like need to like that we're be. fine with Kevin being a Neelix. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's re- yeah, it's. Uh, Kevin's a sweetheart. He could he could deal with a Neelix better than we could deal with it. It's true. I feel like I would be a very piss poor Neelix. Yeah, I would too. Before you pitch it or ditch, I, pr- I propose you discuss chances of survival of each Neelix hybrid. Which pair of remaining Trek boys would disobey orders from Janeway? I mean, I would just kill myself, so it's a 0% chance. <laughs> well, no, you're a new being is the thing. I would literally kill myself. <laughs> you don't know. The Josh Neelix hybrid may fucking love being a Neelix. It's like in Futurama when the hat on the monkey breaks, it makes him slightly stupider, so yeah. he can be happy. This is some fucking like Brave New World fucking flowers for Algernon shit going on, man. So how, does the Joshix if Joshix loves himself? Yeah, right. Do Do Kevin and Jeff disobey Admiral Janeway's orders to take the abomination out behind the Dune buggy shed? Uh, I think no. Kevin forces me to. <laughs> Yeah, it forces me to disobey the orders, and I'm like, Josh wouldn't want to be a Neelix. I wouldn't. I think I think you you would want to do the right thing, Jeff. <laughs> I would want to do the right thing and end Neelix's life. i just mean, just like Josh at the end of The Fly when the, he holds the gun up to his head. <laughs> do it. I think Kevin and Josh Jeffix dies. Josh just like while Kevin is explaining why Jeff X should live, Josh just pulls a fucking lever and I get jettisoned out into space and die. Yeah. And Josh is like, what were you talking about? <laughs> I think, uh, if it's, uh, Kevix, I think Josh and I can't bring ourselves to kill Kevin. No, I couldn't do that. We can kill each other, but not Kevin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's this three-way is not... It's Someone's going to be left behind one way or the other. I think Kevix survives at that <laughs> I one. Did, I do too. I think he lives. Uh, yours scrubbing transporter pads, crewman Yakubix of the USS <laughs> oh, <no>. Transporter accident. <laughs> Man, what a crazy ship. I Man, I don't want to get assigned to the USS Transporter accident. Fuck no. Uh, Their food ex- is terrible. <laughs> I was trying to think of something like that and it didn't come to me. <laughs> Our next email is from Colin Brady. Oh, handsome Colin Brady. It, just it sounds was, like his name is handsome. I don't he's, know. He's probably handsome. Probably. Uh, my favorite moment from Deep Space 9. Mhm. Hey Trek boys. Hi. I recently finished watching through Deep Space Nine for the first time, and I wanted to highlight what might be my favorite moment for the entire series. Spoilers for the DS9 episode The Quickening, Season 4, Episode 24, coming up. Skip ahead okay. if you don't want to hear this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a nutshell, the episode is about Bashir trying to heal a planet whose population was infected by the Dominion with an incurable disease. Yeah, yeah. In response to one disease, one man, Trevian, has set up a sort of hospice center where he helps people to die on their own terms. Mm -hmm. Throughout the episode, Trevian is constantly telling Bashir there's no hope in curing the disease and that he's wasting his time. But when Bashir announces that he's created an effective vaccine, Trevian immediately admits he was wrong and starts working to distribute it to all pregnant mothers on the planet. Yeah. I absolutely love this. Trevian acts in a way that makes sense given the character's circumstances at first, but he's able to accept when a better alternative is presented to him. I know that a lesser show would have Trevian remain stubborn and insist the vaccine doesn't right. actually work. And this yes. ends up being another example of how goddamn good Star Trek can be. Yeah. Cuz like why wouldn't you, right? Like Yeah. Like, of course, he would do that. I think, isn't it that like the ladies will die, like the moms will die of it, but the children will live? I think is one of the. Um, I'm sure it's like the children will live. Like the the children might will live. Still die the, from. Yeah, I think the that might be. Will live. Yeah, so he's got to like save like his his species, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, man. Um, I mean, it's. I wouldn't watch that episode now because, I mean, I'm living in it, so I don't yeah. really need to, like, but, like, I, I do remember that one, and it's, yeah, you know, I agree. I think that's what makes Star Trek great is that it's, you know, able to do that, and just people can change their minds, just like in real life, people can fucking change their minds, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like,
1: there's a lot this of media this...
0: that celebrates standing firm in your beliefs, yes. which can be a good thing, but I want more stuff that encourages people to admit when they're wrong. I wanted to highlight that because he is 1,000% yes. correct. Yes, they're standing behind your beliefs, and then they're standing behind your ignorance. Absolutely. And we and, and now, in this time period in reality, people stand behind their ignorance, and that's not a belief, It's it's... The lack of belief it's there's no belief there's no truth it's just you're no, you're, you're just... choosing to be selfish that's all it is there's there's such a there's such a prevalency of people who just shove their head in the sand and refuse to see the world around them because yes. it doesn't fit their narrative of what's actually happening. Especially in America where Absolutely. we're like we've been doing this for fucking 30 my whole life. Our whole lives this has been happening. And there's like like on Twitter right now every other post I see are police is pr- police brutality or right. police it's like crazy. destroying public property and News channels don't even play that shit because it doesn't fit their narrative that police are the good guys. Right, they're not. They're fucking... They no, they're not. They don't they're care. Not, they, ne- they never have been. They never were. You know what I, f- I found out that I never knew that's like 100% I blame on my white-ass fucking West Virginia schooling <laughs> is that uh, this? the United States of America did not have a police force yeah. in any... City or place they had a constabulary. Constabulary, constabulary, yeah, which was usually made up of about five to ten people, right, but they had no such thing as a police force until after slavery was abolished right of course because the then police and now were created to keep right. black people in line and now we fucking give them tanks and lrads and all this yeah. crazy shit and it's like thankfully, like, Los Angeles today, or yesterday, like, last well, night, I think I saw it, they're, like, they're, like, cutting the police budget by $150 million, like. Which is, like, I mean, it's good, but their, their budget is literally almost a billion. I mean, they need to, like, I mean, there's, there Minneapolis, there's a councilman who was, like, let's get rid of the police, like, start yeah. over. <laughs> I mean, like, the thing is, yeah. there are some great options for replacing the police. Let's get political. Yeah. We're already there. There are some great options for replacing the police. Like, uh, somebody pointed out that, like, no other profession has so many things that they're required to do. Right. Because, like, if somebody calls 911 about, like, somebody who is acting crazy in public, they don't send someone who's trained in psychology. Uh, right. They psychiatry. send a police. They send a cop. <laughs> It's so th- like, there are some places yeah. in America where they're starting to send social workers on those type right. of calls instead of police, and it works a million times better. Yeah, a social worker isn't going to fucking shoot that yeah. guy or, or so, whatever the fuck, like, right? It's like uh, in the medical profession. There is no such thing as a doctor who does right. everything. There's, a special, there's, there's specialists. Yeah, surgeons, like there's surgeons. There's oncologists. There's, pediatricians, yeah. there's like yeah. There's specialists, and that is the people's... Like proposition for how we replace the police. Right, like there's still going to have to be people who show up when somebody has a gun, right? Or like a violent crime is happening, but that's like a bodyguard type thing. Like you show up right. with like stun guns and like that type of shit, right? And uh, like social workers show up to to like uh, calls where people have like mental illness or there's like an argument going on. Right That might turn violent, like those type of calls, and there was like this fifteen point plan for different divisions mm-hmm. that would cost like one one millionth of what the police <laughs> yeah. force costs but that's that's the big issue, I think one of the things too that needs to stop is stop giving them money and yeah. get rid of the unions, get rid of the fucking unions who cover for these fuckers who are i mean these guys are fucking white supremacists and they're it, fucking Nazis absolutely so. this is not like a fucking like. I'm pro union in every other right, exactly. Except police, they don't need a union. Right, they're already protecting themselves from any sort of backlash against their fucking white supremacist horseshit. Right, exactly. And now, like, and they have like a union on top of it to fucking protect them, and the system itself protects them. Yeah, like, well, how much more? (laughs) Like, what do you? Yeah, it's fucking insane, man. And that's why I mean, that's why we're we're here because it's just insane. It's fucking insane it's we've lived in a system that's literally insane and people refuse to see it because they're comfortable hopefully i mean this is uh this is crazy like (laughs) like i've no this is crazy like every state it's insane every state in america 18 other countries yeah yeah? it's not 18 other countries not just america it's it's like israel france is a problem everywhere yes Yes. and it's because like every like all these other countries have patterned their police force on ours so they've ended up with the same exact fucking fascist pieces of shit yeah you give a bunch of white dudes ak fucking 47s or ar-15s or whatever and uh look what happens yeah and there's a there's like a, a vast misunderstanding when people say all cops are bastards I'm, we're not saying your Uncle Joe doesn't treat your family well. Exactly. We're saying but your as Uncle a cop, Joe, the cop works in is a, a racist system yes. Yes. and like a fascist it's police state-style system. And he's part of the problem, yes. It's like I used uh, an analogy that's going to piss a lot of people off, I'm sure, loses some followers. Uh, Did you talk about the prequels earlier? I think they might have turned yeah, off when I said prequels. that anyway. It's like, when we have, like, a fascist regime in another country, we don't take it easy on the soldiers of that regime because they were right. just doing their jobs. Right. And it's the same thing here. These people are just doing their jobs, but they're allowing their, like, con- their, like peers to murder people with impunity. It's just as bad. It's, it's, the, it's the Nazis. You just you can't stand by and watch. Like, that's, that's why it happened. That's why it's happening. It's like, if any one of those... Three other police officers would have stopped. He would be alive. That man. Yeah. And George Floyd would be alive today. Yeah, he'd be alive. And like, I'm sure there's somebody listening now. He's like, oh, well, that doesn't give them the right to loot and riot or whatever. But fucking like, I mean, why what do you else care? is there why to <laughs> do you care more about property than a man yeah. that was murdered in cold blood in the what streets? What else is there to do? There's this is the end of the line. There's no other way. And like, I'm not saying go out and loot and do it. Like, but most people of the are looting is done. done by white supremacists. Well, right? that too. The That's another worse. fucking like crystal knocked shit going on.
1: Like, it's there's crazy, so man. many
0: videos of like white skinheads running out of crowds and breaking windows and shit. Yeah. And then the crowds try and stop them. Right. But uh, that also doesn't end up on TV. No, that doesn't. Yeah. Who cares about that? Uh Colin your your email didn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh Star Trek <laughs> is goddamn good because people will change their minds yes. given any sort of real evidence. There's rational people in the show, which is a f- breath of fresh air. It's a it's, watching Star Trek always makes me feel better. No matter yeah, how dark the episode can get of Deep Space Nine or, like, Enterprise right. or whatever, there's always that ray of hope that shines through that keeps me feeling happy, keeps me going, keeps you me know? Keeps me going. Yeah, I hear you. Huh. Maybe we just needed to vent a little bit. I know, yeah. I know, It, it it's tough, because, like, we, when we do the show, I'm gonna get real for a second now, yeah. <laughs> like, when we do the show, like, and all this shit is going on, like, there's all these questions like I don't know if we even should. Like should we even do the show, you know that what I mean? Was, like I was definitely like when I put up M class email the other day, like I was like should I even put this up? Yeah. I I don't know what the right thing to do is and like, like this isn't really the time for this shit, you know? Right. Right. And but. it's tough so b- because you also don't want to not do the show because like Maybe it helps. Maybe maybe it helps. I, I I don't know. Maybe I mean, somebody wants wa- it's at least like an hour or so that you can like sort of rest from right. everything that's going on, and then you can get back in. Right. But like we don't get to rest. So you know what I mean? Like it's sort of it's sort of hard because it's like not that it's like work to do the show, but it does require us to do work. And I know you and I talk about it a lot. It's hard to, I can't even wake up in the morning, man. You know what it's I mean? Hard, it's hard to, it's hard enough to be on sometimes when things aren't going well. But I'm mean, yeah. like, this isn't like a wah wah poor us type thing. Right, right, right. It's right. very much like, like, should we do the show? Is this right. the right time for it for the most right. part? Yeah. Um, hopefully it helps somebody. And like, we're, we're just two guys. We're not really like, uh, a brand there's nobody behind us right uh except our patrons and i know all of our patrons would agree that like we are with the protesters we're, absolutely we're the support like i've tried to donate what little i can i've i've signed yeah i don't think i've ever signed this many petitions in my life i've but, signed a few and i donated a few times as much as i can also yeah. uh yeah i mean i I wish there w- I wish we had like an answer, you know what I mean? And I think that's how we all f- yeah. feel. Like I wish that there was some light and people would just treat everybody better. I don't know. Ironically, like the the protests like we're obviously focused on the police brutality side of it and how horrible it right. is, but again, there are protests in every single state in the United States of America. Alaska had a fucking protest. I saw Boise, Idaho was like crazy yeah. full of people. And Boise of fucking people, Idaho. Like all of those people all across our country believe so strongly that equality is necessary, and the system is broken. They go out into a pandemic to protest it. It's crazy. They go out into a pandemic where the police are actively trying to hurt them. Yes. Shooting them with fucking rubber bullets and, dude, exploding people's eyes because that shit hits your face. Like they'll face no repercussions for that. But all those people, all those people are fighting for that future that we all want. Yeah, and there are millions more people behind the scenes who are donating, who who are like coordinating, who are like sending out messages like, "Here's how you can fix the tear gas problem." Here's right, how you right. can like, here's all these hacks so you can get get around the police and everything. And there are people who are acting like reverse police scanners, right? Where right. they inform people on the ground what the police are doing. It's like a war, man. It's yeah. crazy. So, I saw a like, thing a, a, that was like an artist mixed- I follow, Marco Naylor. Yeah, he he tweeted like the social media has become our new underground railroad. Yeah, it's because it's true how we work around the cops that are right. attacking us. Right, and it's like a lot of people are like you know suddenly angry that the cops are attacking protesters and stuff like n- new they never felt that way before about cops right but that's been going on <laughs> but, forever like, cops have been killing black people in the street forever forever yeah that's what this is all about yeah and and i change is happening because of this on a day-to-day basis which right. is the wildest thing like we are living through real history at this point yeah and it's the good side of history it's like the martin luther king Right, like the whole movement. Right, back in the day is happening now. It's bigger than I mean. It's, it's it is it is the biggest protest in human yeah. history. It's it's insane, and there's there's a there is a right side and a wrong side here. Yes, this is not we we have a a strange human need for every argument to have. Like some, th- this person's a little right, and this person's a little right. No. That is not how yeah. things work. Nazis, Nazis are bad, <laughs> and yes. that's what this is. That's what this is. Nazis, fascists, yes. white supremacists are all wrong. Yeah. They're they're evil. It's fucking evil. The so ha- the the hand of fate moves inextricably towards equality. Yep, and the we are moving. Hopefully. Hopefully. I think, I, uh, I think it's unavoidable at this point. It's either the world burns down and I money agree. stops flowing, which that's the one they don't want. That's true, yeah. Or something changes. Your money ain't worth shit if there's no, wor- no world. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so our next email <laughs> <laughs> is from Fedco, and it is entitled, Sad Food. Okay. Hey Jeff. Hey Josh. What's up? Food emails are easy. What do you eat when you're sad? Is it something comforting like Waffle House hash browns all the way, or wallowing Ooh. like fast food or ice cream, sweets, fish? <sighs> Signed Fedco. S- I I never thought I had a sweet tooth, but I when I lived with a, a, a one of my girlfriends one time, uh, she was like, "Oh, you have a really." big sweet tooth because <laughs> oh, i would yeah? always want like yeah i'd always want like ice cream and like i don't know i, I get but i so like i would probably go for like uh that shit like a cake like i want cake oh yeah cake or, is great or like a like a tasty cake or something yeah, like something like cake i always just want cake i love cake I'm I'm an ice cream guy when it comes to sweets. Like, there's nothing on earth I love more than ice cream. Ice cream's got. I love ice cream too. It's gotta for me. It's gotta be like a certain variety. I have a lot of requirements with my ice cream. I do like good ice cream. I'm not trying to get shit that tastes like just ice. (laughs) But I will. I will fucking eat the shit out of a ice cream sandwich, and those are dog shit, and they're delicious. It's true. I do love an ice cream sandwich. I don't. I don't eat when I'm sad. I tend to just. Yeah, I don't either play video games when I'm sad. Yeah, I just want to, like, go to bed. <laughs> like, I lay around like a lump, or I play video games, yeah. and... When I'm sad, I don't draw, which is very detrimental to my career as an artist. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I haven't drawn anything in, like, a week and a half at this point. Yeah, man. Like, I, I mean, haven't even put pencil to paper. I mean, the, the thought of doing anything right now is extremely difficult, so... It's like the the virus definitely, like, and hearing everything about it every day, like, really took it out of me. Yeah, I mean, if we survive this, like, uh, we survived one hell of a thing. Yeah, like, like I said in the actual episode when I was trying to be a little bit more tactful, I don't give a shit now, I guess, because I'm yeah. sleepy. Right. But uh, the world is on fire in a multitude of ways right yeah. now. And yeah. we we are living through it. Yep. You just you just have to try and help in whatever way you can. Yes. Because we are all in this together. That's one of my fucking favorite things I talked about earlier. Uh, Superman smashes the clan. The big uh, like lesson at the end of it because the bad guys are like, you can't have a country without blood linking right. you. You don't have a history or a, if That's it has very, to be all yeah. one race. Because yeah. And Superman said, uh, "Well, we all have we all share one thing, and that's tomorrow, right? We all it's share be, tomorrow. Yeah, it can just be better. Like it's like John Lennon. We can just it can just be better. We can just make it better, right? Uh, John Lennon's a piece of shit, but he, he definitely said <laughs> a lot of really John, great things. John Lennon, yeah, right. He said, uh, I was gonna quote him earlier, but I I thought maybe he was too big of a piece of shit. But he has some, <laughs> he has some good things to say. He said like." the systems in place and the way this world works is maniacal yeah, and it's man. run by maniacs and you're a maniac if you don't see that right? And yeah man it's, and people are waking up to that in a huge way every, it, every uh, state in the United States of America has woken up to that yeah um, I don't eat fish when I'm sad I'm sorry I don't eat fish when I'm sad I love fish though I love fish as well. I don't get to eat it very much. I know. I, won't, I always want, like, fish and chips, but it's... We live in America, and it's like, where do you get that? <laughs> I I really love, like, just, like fried fish and like yeah. maybe like some smoked fish I really like I want some salmon I can eat like a whole salmon like a bear like just I eat it <laughs> in like one second I like a fucking bear you eat bear. it and you pull the fish skeleton yep. out like a cartoon <laughs> just yep. drop it in the trash can <laughs> and I put it on the trash lid and then Tom from Tom and Jerry comes and picks it up and <laughs> holds it like a serving tray uh I, I I do love fish. I love I get sushi more often than I get any cooked fish, and I, I haven't been, had sushi in like six, seven, eight months. I, I used to eat it all the time at, yeah. at work because like you just get it right, and like now I don't go anywhere, so I don't I don't eat it. But I love it. I miss sushi. I miss delicious food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our next email is from Pizza Man. Speaking of delicious food... Speaking of Pizza Man, uh, it's (laughs) it's entitled, It's a Wizard, and has a little emoji of a wizard. Nice, that's it? Uh, Ahoy hoy, me hearties. (laughs) How many loose jelly beans are in your house, do you think? I want to say zero, but I just can't be sure. Much love, Pizza McMahon. That's a fucking thought experiment, that's great. Probably a dozen. I mean, jelly beans get under the fridge, right? They get everywhere. You I, drop them. I haven't eaten jelly beans in this apartment. So unless the previous tenants ate jelly beans, I'm, I'm going to say zero. I mean, I've been here for a long time. I'm positive we've had jelly beans here. Like, I know there has been. I like jelly beans a lot, actually. Jelly bellies are fucking incredible, dude. Absolutely. The ones that have, like, a ton of flavor in them. I yeah. It's so fun. They're great. They're great. I'll just okay. eat a regular-ass jelly bean, too. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I ain't too fancy. <laughs> I'm too proud to beg for that sweet jelly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's we actually answered that one. Our next yeah. email <laughs> is from uh, Jeff, mm-hmm. and it is entitled, And the prom is tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hi, Jeff and Josh. Heard you n- you had an, a need for express emails. We did at the time. We ended up with ten, so we might not yeah. get to all of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll save them for next time if I do. <laughs> so I saw Pretty in Pink for the first time last week, and it reminded me how so totally important Senior Prom was. Yeah. I mean, it was supposed to be the best night of your life, right? That got sure. me thinking. What Star Trek or to Ponds theater on subspace character <laughs> is your lucky date to the space prom. to the space prom. i'm thinking of bringing odo so he can turn into slime and do the worm on the dance floor everyone uh, applauds gonna... and odo is crowned homecoming king he's gonna do the dance from encino man Or <laughs> <laughs> i'd bring data and make it an anthropological excursion to teach him about teenagers in high school also, um I imagine all the captains or admirals are parental chaperones who make sure you leave five feet between you and your dance partner for Negilum. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. And remember, have them home by space o'clock. Signed <laughs> Jeff, Chief Escalator Operator aboard the USS Stairway to Heaven. Space o'clock? Oh no! Uh I mean it's Kira that's the answer you bastard <laughs> look we can I go. Asked, you I can go with Kira. Kira and she told me she was already going with somebody I just don't oh, know it was you it's me so I'm sorry man i didn't I didn't know you liked Kira that's fine I'm gonna ask Dr. Solar <laughs> who was my first choice anyway yeah <laughs> uh that yeah. I, mean, I, would, I would ask Dr. Solar. I'd probably ask uh, Dr. Crusher. I'm trying to get to second base, you know? Yeah. I mean, it seems logical that you would get to second base on Prom, so I think going with a Vulcan's a pretty easy bet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, Prom is like a, a, for better or worse, a hyped-up rite of passage, right? Like. Yeah. I don't think I did anything I didn't normally do. <laughs> I mean I wasn't I, I didn't go to my senior prom. I went to the I was in eleventh grade and I went to their senior their senior prom. prom? I went we had two back uh I don't I think they still do that at my school. There was a junior prom and a senior prom. I went to both. Yeah, there was no junior prom. I, went, I was prom king. I know. So that was fun. You were the dopest. I was not. I, I was, uh, people kept telling me that I could dance, though. Yeah, it's great. Which I'm sure was to get me to embarrass myself more. Nah, man, care. fuck it. Who cares? Dancing rules. I love dancing. I love it. I do, it. too. I actually really love to dance. It's I, fun. Uh, I went to my friend's wedding. I was the best man Yeah, to eat that shit. And fuck yeah. I wasn't the prom king, but I was the best man. Took and the prom king of the wedding. I gave a speech, and everybody laughed their asses off. So yeah, I like, man. I was, like, high on life at that point. Hell yeah. I was high on Naguilam. <laughs> Leave and, room for nagilam, And um, we danced, and, like, the d- <laughs> and we danced. The, the dude who was filming continuously came back to me and Crystal to film us dancing. Oh, yeah. The entire time. And I was, like, is it because we're good or because or cause we're, we're bad? Or because we're bad. <laughs> Cause I right. I can see Crystal and she's dancing great. Oh yeah, it could be like look how bad this dude dances. His wife's dancing fine. Look how Maybe. he's dancing. I think I have a video of our prom. Like oh, they yeah? sent you a video. Yeah, this is like dude, we should post right that, with that on that. the Patreon. <laughs> I don't know where it is. It's it's somewhere. I I think I might know where. It is. I would. They played, uh, they played Apache at the wedding. Yeah. And uh, I ran from outside the venue when I heard it. To go dance. To inside. And I led the Wilt Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Apache dance. Fuck yeah, dude. It was, it was me, the, the groom, his brother, and his dad doing it. That's amazing. <laughs> That's fucking great. And it was super fun. We also did Cotton Eye Joe. We, I yeah. We did, like, the moving your arms up and down and kicking your legs straight out sideways dance. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that, like, boom, goes the nine-way dance. That Russian-ass shit. Like, it was hick as fuck. Like. That <laughs> hick-ass shit, yeah. It was super fun. I do love to dance. Yeah, me too. It's so fun. Um... That's we should the go best to part of a We should go. to Yeah, I said we should go to a wedding. I don't want to go to any more weddings. I'm I'm thoroughly over weddings. We should just go to the fucking club. <laughs> yeah, let's get fucking crazy at the club. You can find me in the club with a bottle full of bub. Bottle full of bub. <laughs> Which could, is Wolverine's please champagne brand. A rub. I think that's that song, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he says. Uh, thanks for that email, Jeff. I guess Josh is going to go with Kieran. I'm going to go with Dr. Solar. Yeah, it's going to be great. Although if my wife is listening, I'm definitely going to go with her. So next email. <laughs> Our next email is from Colin Fulmer. Uh-huh. And it is entitled Job Hunt. Okay. We, we have no open positions. I'm sorry. Sorry. Hello, boys of Trekness. I just wanted to stop by and complain for a minute because I'm just that cool of a guy. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I finally graduated and now my parents are really pressuring slash threatening me to find a job in my industry. It just feels so fast with everything going on. Nobody's really hiring and I feel like if I take the wrong job, I could be pigeonholed into a shitty career for the rest of my life. Well, I don't want to end on a stressful, depressing note, so what games you playing this month? (laughs) Looking forward to I got some legit advice for this. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude! You're never stuck in a career. No, that's the thing. Absolutely, that was my advice. Like yeah. I, when I graduated from college, I my first job was at a t-shirt printing place. Right. And then afterwards, I got a job as a graphic designer, which is what I went to school with. Right. And uh, after that, I got two jobs as a marketing assistant. Yeah. And then one as a marketing director, and now I'm a freelance artist. Right. Like, you are never stuck in one job. You might feel stuck if you, like, get a job and then go buy a car right away and then go get married right away and then go have a kid right away. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Like st- You can stick yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as long as, like, that's not going on, like, you can just do whatever you want, man. You can just quit, get another job. Fuck it. Yeah. Like, the whole idea, the way it's supposed to work yeah. is that you graduate from college and then you shop yourself around to different places to find right. out where you fit, so where then you, you can start your career with that company. Exactly. So now I don't, I don't know would... how that's going to work. Now, no, <laughs> right? But I don't, I don't know what what industry are you in? Can you do it through Zoom? Yeah, can you talk on the internet and do it? That might be no. where we're at, right? But uh, you you should probably just find a job somewhat within your industry and use it as a resume stuffer. Yeah. Like, as long as you work at a job for, like, a year, it looks all right on your resume. Right. Uh, And even if you don't, like, when you've just graduated from college, you can just say, you know, it turned out to not be that good of a fit for me, and I feel like this company is a better fit, but I do have my experience from this company. Right. You're not... You're not beholden to anyone by yourself, you know. No. There's a there's a great line by the band Alabama. Alabama. And it wow. is all I really have to do is live and die. Yep. And I've remembered that ever since I was a little kid, and it's got me through so many like mental yeah. scrapes. Like all I have to do is live and die. And die. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh, yeah. Uh, so what games you playing? Are you looking forward to? Uh, I mean, I'm still playing ESO. Uh, Skyrim is out only for ESO. Couldn't you already go to Skyrim? Parts of it. Do mm. you go to Riften and you could go to uh, East March? So like, yeah, right. Riften Fucking. sucks. Now you can go to Solitude. It's like the and I think the next area is gonna be Markarth, which everyone loves Markarth. I, I, I actually, wait, it, Markarth is not the one that has all the Dwemer ruins. That's, right? that's Markarth, yes. It is? I actually like that one. Yeah, Markarth's pretty pretty interesting. I really love the, I'm a huge fan of the Dwemer. Oh, you love spending all your time in the Dwemer ruins. <laughs> I do, I go to the Dwemer oh, ruins man. and just fucking explore endlessly. I, I mean, that's, you have to, you get stuck in those for like, that's hours, true. dude. Dude, I love that they all, almost all of them lead to Blackreach. Yeah, it's really cool. So, so fucking cool. Well, that's what's in, that's ESO, yeah, it's Blackreach. There's parts of Blackreach you can go oh, that's to that's awesome. It's fucking dank as shit down there. There's it all kinds of crazy so mushrooms. <laughs> so many glowing mushrooms. You lick the wall down there, you're spending the rest of the year tripping. Dude, you lick the wall, you turn into fucking werewolf, dude. <laughs> you turn into <laughs> wharf. A werewolf! (laughs) Uh, I I started playing Dark Souls 3 again. Yeah. And I got to the part in Dark Souls 3 where it's not fun anymore, so I took it out and started playing Bloodborne instead. Sweet. (laughs) Like, There's a a part in Dark Souls 3 where it's just like, hey, this ball sucks a dick, and now you have to fight him. (laughs) And there's nowhere else for you to go. Yeah. Yeah. Like you like for people who played like Saint Aldrich is one of those boss fights that's like he's going to ream your asshole if you're perfect hate fighting that him. shit. Yes. It's yes. And then uh you like or not Aldrich. Fucking that's Aldrich of the Deep. What is the dude? Pontiff Sullivan is who I was thinking of. Mm-hmm, Aldrich mm-hmm. is also one of those, but only he does this attack, right, where he like pulls his bow back. And he fires an arrow into the air and then a million arrows rain down and they chase you. Oh yeah. And it goes on forever while he's still attacking you. Yeah. And if you get hit once, you get stun locked and you'll die. You'll just keep getting hit until you die. It's bullshit. I hate that boss. I would rather fight well, you do fight two pontiff Sullivan's. He splits into two and fights you, but I'd As pontiffs are wont to, to do. Fucking pontiffs. Wantiff. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of fun shit in that game though. Like Bloodborne is chock full of fucking fun shit. Like, I love I love the exploring like, like just like you said, like secret areas and like. Oh yeah. I, it's just the whole environment is. There's awesome. so many like little fun things in the game that they yeah. put in for like people who are paying attention. Like yeah. there's this. There's this thing that every time you see something fucking balls to the wall crazy in that game, like a dude turns into a fucking werewolf, or like a big giant monster jumps up on a bridge and attacks you. Yeah, you get uh, a, a little bit of insight, is what it's called. But basically, right. you're losing your mind. You're yeah, you're like, seeing the veil on like yeah. yeah, and ever and once you get to a certain level of insight, like you're walking around the cathedral ward of the city, and you're like right. Just, and there are all these giant buildings, once you get to a certain level of insight, there are giant Cthulhu monsters hanging off the sides of all those buildings. You're seeing through the fucking... you just can't see it until you're crazy enough. I love it. That's what I see all the time. Yeah, there are always Cthulhu monsters on giant buildings. Yeah, what's up? Uh, Yeah, that's what they do. I don't understand. Uh, I did recently play through uh, Star Wars Fallen Order. Yeah, you convinced me not to get it. <laughs> I think I think it's worth it. Is the thing like the uh, gameplay is very fun. Yeah, I guess. it is. It is like very fun to play, and there's like some exploration in it that's pretty fun. Yeah, and like some hidden secrets and stuff. I just uh, I don't. The storyline sucks a dick, and I don't fuck yeah, about any of the characters. I don't <laughs> care about these random. Now there's this guy. Like, god damn it, man! Like. Pick a different time. Make a different game. Enough with the fucking New Hope era. Like, stop. Stop like, it. The uh, <laughs> the kids love it. It's the Star Wars. Uh, the main character is like a blank slate. He, yeah. is, he is like a blank man, which is like... I shouldn't be playing a AAA game that's fully voiced and feel like the main character has the same personality Link does. I, Legend of Zelda. <laughs> I hate that about, and here's another unpopular maybe opinion, about Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, which is also a, a good show once Ahsoka shows up and it starts getting, once Dave Filoni like really takes over, the Disney-fied aspects of the show start to go away, and I feel like Ezra is a Disney-fied-ass fucking lame character who never really gets good, until like maybe the end, like the very end. Yeah, I've never watched Rebels, I mean He's, like... There's, he's a there's, kid. There to be a point where they become good. Like Luke's like a pissy little bitch at the beginning right. of New Hope, but by, right by Empire, he's cool as hell. Yeah, it, but Ezra doesn't really get that way. May maybe the last episode, he kind of pulls it together. I, I he's just a Disney character. You know how you know you know what I mean? Like they make their their boy adventurer characters really ignorant and and lame and abrasive exact thank you yes they're very abrasive and he's like a dingus he's a stupid bitch Cal Kestis (laughs) is dumb as fuck and and, yeah uh Fallen Order like he's a complete moron yeah and like so many times in the game you do shit that like helps your enemy and I'm like why am I fucking like I had no choice to do this but you did the character yeah yep But you can make your lightsaber or whatever you want it to look like from a bunch of different parts. I'm in! And also your lightsaber can be, like, to begin with in the game, like, spoilers, I guess, for this fucking lightsaber part of this game. (laughs) But, like, to begin with, you can choose um, blue, green, or orange as your colors. Yeah. Yeah. And um, when you make your own lightsaber... Yeah. near, Near the halfway point of the game, maybe closer to the end... You can make any color lightsaber. Oh fuck yes. Which is pretty fucking dope. That's rad. All right, you I might buy. It's <laughs> like it on I sale bought it because I look- wanted to play lightsaber, man, and I had great a great time playing lightsaber. <laughs> I want to see if it's on sale. It was on sale for like 30 when I got it, so I buy it for 30. I'm not buying it for fucking 60. No, fuck that. Like that's ridiculous. Fallen order. Uh, sincerely, 60. Lieutenant Junior Grade Colin Fulmer of the USS LinkedIn. It's <laughs> a great joke. LinkedIn. <laughs> All right, we got we got two more emails left. I'm gonna power through. Okay, I'm not gonna leave anybody out. This is a right. David S. So I gotta fucking do the David S. David S. Pumpkins. Okay, it's called Rowdy and Cloudy. And it says, "Who boy if it ain't them there Trek boys. Oh boy. I'm gonna throw it back with some old DS9 pitches or ditches or as we call them in the Southern Alpha Quadrant, shoot 'em or boot them. <laughs> my god. One, Jake and Nog as cowboy train robbers in the holodeck. Worf reprises his role as the pitch sheriff. It. Pitch it. Fuck Dude, that yes. that is a hard pitch it. That is incredibly great. I want that so bad. Holy shit, that would be so much fun. Um, yeah. Yep. No, especially if, like, O'Brien and Bashir, like, join halfway yeah. through, and they're yeah. like, let's show them how to be trained rob." Yeah, and they, like, help them. That would be great. <laughs> that would be so good. Uh, two, <laughs> holodeck cowboy mystery with Quark, snake oil <laughs> salesman, and Odo is the sheriff. <laughs> Maybe surprise Dax is the Lone Ranger. Oh man. Maybe someone is trying to frame Quark for poisoning someone or some shit? Question marks? <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, uh yeah, sure. Why not? Fuck it. Oh yeah. Pitch I would it. love Dax as the Lone Ranger. That yeah, sounds great. That'd be great. Also, Quark would be poisoning the watering hole. Of course. Quark. Number three glitch where Mark Twain replaces every character in the sweets Suites. Oh my God! Before anyone knows there's a problem, Kira and Dax come out, and Kira's like, "What's the big deal, Quark? Fuck you! I knew I shouldn't have tried this again." <laughs> but then Dax walks by and is like, "That was a nice twist, Clark, though." I, uh, Quark. Clark. Though I think I like it when they're quieter. <laughs> Oh, my God. Quark just goes in, and it's just a bunch of hot-bodied twains all hooting and hollering. This got really insane really quick. F- fade out on Quark's puzzled-ass face and intro. All right, pitch it. Pitch that. Pitch that. They're pitch in their hot fucking ass Mark Twains. twains. <laughs> yeah, hot-ass twains. Anywho, Black Lives Matter. David S., just a discordant patron. <laughs> Fuck yeah, David S. Black Hell yeah, Hell yeah. Uh, our last hey, email of the evening is from Steve Nemzik, so buckle in, everybody. Steve. Or Steve Booth. Fuck. He's been signing Steve Booth, so Steve okay. Booth. Okay. I will never make that mistake again. It's entitled Touch My L-Cars and Call Me Daddy, because of course it is. <laughs> He's back. Hey, guys. He's back. <laughs> Hey guys, so I was talking with Mike Okudo recently, who you might know is the graphic designer from uh, the Rick Berman era of Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He designed yeah. a ton of shit throughout the series. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to Mike Okudo recently about the move from thick, heavy buttons to the smoother L-Cars-style interface on control panels. Hell I'm yeah. Such a damn nerd, I know. I love it. I love L-Cars. I love that look. I love L-Cars a lot. My Winamp was Elcars forever. Forever. Remember Winamp? Oh, yeah. My Winamp was Elcars too. Hell I yeah, we're the it was the same. To Legend of Zelda. It was we're all, like, Link to the Past style. And, like, yeah. the thing that the, like, name of the song came out of when it scrolled yeah. was, like, Link's House. Oh, man, remember? Fucking Winamp. Holy shit. I was Why down Winamp. did we Winamp. ever get rid of Winamp? I don't. I still have it it's on so something. good. It is good. It's not bad. No, I'm all for cool, sexy new technology. When TNG came out, I about shit my pants at how cool everything looked. But there's something about the clickety-clack thump of the old-style controls like they used in the TOS-era ships. Mm -hmm. Mike said... I think tactile feedback and touch context is important. I always envisioned a transducer layer in the TNG touch panels, much like the present-day haptic feedback on an iPhone Yeah, screen. like a phone, yeah. yeah. Damn, Mike Okuda was so far ahead of his time. Yeah, that's really clever. I always figured there would be some sort of haptic feedback vibration thing on the controls and the flat screen surfaces as well. So yeah, you'd guess- have to feel it. Maybe it's because I grew up watching TOS, but I like the look of a physical control interface like the one they had in TOS and in the Delta Flyer. What's yes. your opinion on the subject? Do you like the look of all the touch-sensitive controls or the old-style push-button ones on screen? I like I like them both. I don't really have a preference because I, I think they work for both time periods. You know, like, obviously, like, the 60s and the space race. Like, you look at a... Uh, I saw, like, a picture of the cockpit of the Apollo capsule the other day it's and just it's switch it's just switches and fucking like no microchips right no there's no microchips yet it's just fucking microchips. like microchips. yeah it's like fucking analog as fuck and then like you look at the dragon capsule the new one and it's like star trek tng it's just yeah. like a screen right and it, that's all they're using is like a screen like a phone like like elkars cars like So I I don't know. I kind of like them both. Like I don't. I I I think they're very much specific to their time. Yeah. Which is why I was mad when Discovery came out and they had holographic projections. Oh yeah, that that's stupid. Like that's fucking dumb. Because it's like, why would like, like, why would they get rid of that? You know what I mean? Like why wouldn't they be using that? (laughs) I get the idea behind it because like you want your sci-fi to look as futuristic as possible to the audience that's watching it. But right, but you're making a prequel to make a prequel, right? you are making a prequel. Like the you, like Enterprise looks, even though it has technology that's like newer than right. uh, TOS, Our technolo- it looks yeah. less technologically advanced. Right. They make it, and that look, was purposeful. Right. They did a good job with that. Like even the outfits. Yeah, they didn't bother with that shit with Discovery. It's no, they it's didn't, like okay. far flung future. Like stuff they wouldn't even have at the end of Deep Space Nine, right? Because it's not Star Trek. They don't. They're not. They're just like it's a space show. It's got to be cool. I th- that frustrated me. Because I, I mostly frustrated me because of how excited I was for a retro futuristic design yeah, aesthetic for the right. show. But they didn't do I that. It, but I, not to complain and talk about Rebels again. But they do that in Rebels, where they use the Ralph MacQuarie. Concept art to make like AT-ATs and ATSTs look like how he drew them for George Lucas back in the day. You mm, so know, they don't match anything. they don't so look exist like anything, and it's like the reason why Ralph McQuarrie did that is because like there weren't like computer models to make this shit right. Like somebody had to th- fucking draw it, like Mobius and shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like. So why are you using that? I don't understand. Like, why would you go backwards and use that? There's a weird, like, desire. There's a weird idea that's like, if we use, like, stuff that predates the stuff people like, no one can complain about us not old school enough. And it's not the way it works, because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make fucking any sense. Like... Doesn't make sense that it looks like that. Why does it look like that? Just does. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. But yeah, I think the interface in almost every series fits the series that it's in, especially yeah. well. I, I like think the, by I first like contact, everybody is using like this weird hybrid of like Federation and Cardassian technology in Deep Space Nine. Yeah, Time. yeah. They do. I watched a thing about in Sto how they like recreated that shit and like they went fucking crazy like they measured like they found pictures of the sets and they they kind of compiled them together as logically as they could because it's not like a real logical yeah. space right and they like measured them compared to like, and they measured it yeah and stuff yeah to figure out the the scale and then they had to like fuck with it because like in real life like and i think we talked about this before or i did in real life, that shit was small as shit. But the way they shot it made it look bigger. Yeah. So they had to scale it up like by half, like like fifty percent, right? Because it didn't work for the game. Like it has to be like physically, you have to be yeah, able to there, walk. There has to be enough room for a bunch of players yes, to be around for, at all. For times. people, right? Yeah. So everything's bigger has to be like a mall cuz that's like kind of what it is. It's like a mall. It's just like when when you play video games in general, next time you play any video game, take a look at how big the space you're in is. Yeah, it's huge. And how much of that space is like completely unnecessary. Nothing. It's just nothing. Yeah. It's just empty space. Yeah. Like there's a part I was like I said I was playing Dark Souls 3 recently. There's a part where you go down this lift and you're in this church's basement. And yeah. you could fit two or three Godzillas in this fucking <laughs> it's room. So so fucking huge. And I'm yeah. like, this is a basement. What is it? <laughs> yeah, it's the yep. biggest room in any Souls game that isn't a boss room. <laughs> the first time I went into it, I had my fucking shield up. Like, what's in here? Oh god. Yeah, there's a guy in here, and right? nothing. yeah. There's yeah. <laughs> <That's> nothing. Th- <laughs> but it like it exists because they had to make the space beside and above it a certain size. Right. So, it has to be logical. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> he finishes up the email by saying, See, that wasn't creepy at all, was it? Oh, uh, no. But oh, we wait. got time yet. By the <laughs> way. You think Kirk's first thoughts on meeting a new race was if he could put his dick in one of them without having it turn green and falling off? I bet <laughs> he did. I love that pop culture, Kirk. Did he ever have his dick fall off? I don't remember that. Uh, they probably just put it back on. Yeah, just laser it back on, right? <laughs> They just I mean, it back mean, <laughs> they've done it to my third dick several times. Third? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Love you guys. Keep making the funny. Signed, Steve Booth. Thanks, Steve. Kirk jokes you're fine. It's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever, man. It's whatever. Thank you for that email, though. It's interesting to hear Mike Okuda talk yeah, about Yeah, that's great. That's, response. that's really fucking cool. That's fucking cool, yeah. Like, he knew. Like, he he could imagine that, right? That's why when you see, like, kids playing with phones, like babies, like, they just fucking know how to use a phone. It's just, it's so specifically designed to be simple. It's so, yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliantly simple which Which is is cool insidious now it's cool it is well it can I mean it can be (laughs) it can be yeah (laughs) especially because apps made for children are like here and spend 99 of your daddy's dollars spend your mommy's credit card yeah (laughs) um thanks for all the emails you guys all sent in uh we had three or four before I asked for more so I really appreciate that yeah those were really good those were all winners I liked all of them um if you would like to send an email into our program, you can send it to mclassemail at gmail dot com. We record mclassemail email alongside mclass podcast every other Wednesday. Yeah, our multiplicity clones. Yeah, uh, do the emails episode, which is us right now. Yeah, and we're our, the clones. Yeah, and then the real ones of us do that. Or are they actual. the clones? I don't remember. Oh God, I th- I've forgotten. I, I, we went into a. Uh, me and my clone went into a like a photo booth and we got mixed up. So now I don't know which one. We I are am. wearing giant sweatshirts with a C on them. I'm <laughs> pretty sure that means clone. <laughs> I thought I meant cool. It does. It does, Josh. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, so basically, when an episode of M Class Email is coming out to the public, we are recording a new episode. Yeah. So make sure to get in your emails before that time. We definitely appreciate them. Like, today is the fourth. Right. So when you hear this, uh, you'll know when we did it, and now you'll know when to send in an email. Yeah, so today. two weeks. <laughs> right, today. Right, right, right. Now! Today, Today. yes. Gotcha. I see what... Right. Although it'll probably be too late. We record at <laughs> one. Okay, now you know everything. Um... <laughs> I'd like to thank everybody who wrote in. You all mean the world to me, but not as much as our patrons, unless you're one of them. In which case, good job. You're the best, and you can become one of the best at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. And uh, I will say, uh, like we mentioned earlier, the world is on fire in several different ways. Uh, Please donate to Black Lives Matter. Yes. Please. And uh, the bail funds in your nearest yes. city. Yes. Extremely important. If, if things are still going on now. Right. Which I really hope there's no need for bail funds at this point. But right. If there is, please make certain. Right. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, Josh, for being uh, my best pal. I love you, Jeff. I uh, love you too, buddy. I'm glad we, we get to be sleepy and hungry and <laughs> do the show. <laughs> Thank you everybody for tuning in, and we will be back in a couple weeks time with some more M-Class email. Bye-bye! Bye. Uh-oh! Oh.